You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. And you're right. If you beat the shit out of me, this is going to make me look really bad. And I'm never going to let this down. It gets you out of everything. It's the same thing that you're saying. Is it, you want to fight me? Is this hurtful or is this helpful? <laughs> you're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Kuna Matata. How are you? It's a wonderful day. You're I'm, sweating. I am sweating. We just had a moment. I know Ryan is punching himself internally so that's why i have said nothing um, i'm punching myself internally i've never heard that you're beating yourself up oh yeah, yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna sneeze but i it's not ready yet okay. i just know it's coming so <laughs> be prepared once a week i feel like i say that here we go <laughs> there it is you. i found it Bless you. oh that one i felt that one right in the old chesty 2024 come prepared <laughs> you know as somebody who does not believe in in um, soulmates, I love you. I think we're a perfect partnership. I also think that there are other people in this world that I could have done this with. <laughs> Fuck. That's actually it for the podcast yeah. today and forever. Um, this I don't is, think no. I could have. I don't the think divorced couple. Let's is... be very clear. I don't think I could have done this podcast with anybody else. Wow. You're the one that runs this show. I get it. We wow. all know this. You're the talent. I'm just oh, here wow. for the. You know, the looks for Jake. I'm here for Jake. I'm here for Jake's perspective. Jake needs a male perspective, uh, as well as the 23 male listeners. Mm. You know, see how it's growing. Can you, where are you taking this? Oh yeah. 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 So I don't believe, actually, that's my point. I don't believe in, uh, I don't believe in soulmates, but I do believe maybe the word is serendipity. Maybe the world, the word is fate. I do believe that things fall into place as they're supposed to when they're supposed to okay and we were supposed to <laughs> have an interview today with mm. someone who is extremely important in this world and someone who i was really looking forward to connecting with mm -hmm. 
He showed up on time. We showed up on time. Jake showed up on time. But there is a one foot long cable that connects our audio to their audio. And we couldn't find it. Why was it over there? We thought that because so in your defense, Ryan set up um, our projector in the basement to project on a huge wall. We had this like movie theater. It was so it was so cool. Super cute. Father Kids of the year. Loved it. Yeah. Father of the year. So we thought that maybe you had taken that cable for that and then just like forgot shit happens but it wasn't even over there it was under the computer so you not, just not only was it sucked. under the computer but i looked under the computer jake looked under the computer it was the first place i went to because mm. the Why only was it over there though the only other place besides here that it would be is there if i ever had to connect my computer to my headphones so i immediately went there jake went there this would have been fixed before this individual even got on the podcast but we couldn't find it so this is maybe a lesson because we are t- pretty typical of like coming last minute and being like, fuck are we talking about today? <laughs> Where I think that we could probably just do better in preparation, not only with like our talking points and stuff, which I honestly, I like sometimes when we just like, it just goes the way it goes, but to be a little bit more prepared, maybe looks like, especially when we have a guest, making sure that we have everything not at the 11th hour. Well, we've been doing this for four years and never once have we not had that cable. No, I so know. in our defense, that cable went missing and it wasn't missing. It was exactly where it should have been when it wasn't where Truly it was supposed to the be. the most embarrassing. But my point of the matter, my point is for whatever reason, I'm going to sit in the idea that it was not supposed to happen today. Mm. It's like. I was saying to Jake, it's like when you are, when you leave your house, you turn around the corner, you realize that you forgot your cell phone or your child yeah. or something along those lines. And you, you got to your child. Yeah. Like you got to turn your car around as frustrating as oh, it is, your purse, your kid, as frustrating as it is to have to turn around. There's a part of me that says I'm supposed to turn around mm. or there's a part of me that says I'm not supposed to be where I am right now. I can be there five seconds later. I can agree with that. But I feel like this in this scenario that maybe doesn't happen. I think that's maybe just something that you're telling yourself. To I have feel to. Better. I have to. I have to. Now, someone will say, well, what if you turn around and get into an accident? Then it's I was supposed, supposed to. to. Supposed to happen. And I do. I honestly, this is something that I do that that zens me out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like your yoga, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Your, your newfound Definitely love zen for you yoga. Definitely you when you snapped at me during your vicious rage of trying to find this cable ask dumb questions you get dumb answers i didn't ask a dumb you said hey did you uh do did you do do you remember doing this Brittany? if i remember doing this i'd have the cable well first of all i asked what a great question do you remember moving it over there no no i don't i was trying to help you kind of work backwards i said do you remember using it for the projector to see if it would trigger something for you to be like oh yeah you know what i did Instead, you were like such a fucking asshole backwards. Like, I hate, I cannot stand when you get like that. It makes me feel like I just have to stand on the sidelines and wait till you calm down. You know, that's not fair because Jake was here and I don't, I, I think fucking did asshole you feel, is extreme. Did you feel the tension when Ryan was tension losing for it, sure. Jake? Tension for sure. Tension for sure. Were you scared to say literally anything? Tension because for sure. I was. Asshole, I think is a stretch. No, Relatable. you were an asshole. Pardon? I'm a dude. I understand. You were an asshole. That's, that's Relatable. She's not wrong, but I've been there. No. Yeah. I don't oh, think I was an asshole. You were an asshole. That was so I was sh- unnecessary. I was sharp. It wasn't I was my sharp. fault. I didn't lose the cable. I was sharp. Anyways. Sharp Good times. 
It's like when you're, it's like when you're lifting something heavy, like it's something heavy and awkward and you've got to pivot, pivot, pivot down the stairs. And the person who's not lifting it with you is like, have you ever thought about just turning it? No, that's no, actually I, not what no, I haven't thought about turning it. I'm sweating. My hands are bleeding. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Thank you for bringing up the most obvious question ever. And, and Brittany, I do apologize. Mm. I really do. Because that was unfair. You came into a situation. However, that situation was about 10 minutes of Jake and I looking, right? About 10 minutes by the time you came downstairs. But you didn't know that. You didn't know that. You came into a war zone of anger and frustration. Are you apologizing or defending your behavior? I'm very confused Both, here. both, both, both are true. Weird both dance. are true. I want to get off this ride. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, serendipity. We were not supposed to be on that podcast. We were... We will have that podcast. We're going to record it tomorrow, yeah. but maybe we're just, maybe we're just going to be flowing better. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking it has something to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, okay. Anyways, um, yeah. moving on. Ryan got Botox yesterday. Yeah, I did. So I want to talk about this and that's like all funny and stuff. And it's, it's literally Jake just proved our point because earlier like right before the podcast we said we're going to talk about ryan getting botox and then jake was like you got botox in like a kind of like what the fuck kind of funny and like this is the thing that i feel bad for men right because it is you said this ryan's turning 40 this year he feels that in the last little while, and I can absolutely agree with this because I felt like this with Wait, myself as well. I, I'm wondering where this is going. No. Yeah, I, you look like shit, Ryan. No, no. <laughs> I, felt, I can totally agree. Ryan, you look like a bag of balls. I have felt that I have been very um, hard on myself and I've really scrutinized my face and like the aging process, I would say in the last two years of myself. So I can understand you saying I've really noticed the signs of aging as of late. Never okay? use the word really. What? I, I really noticed. I've never used that word. Okay. I think it's just like a subtle, I'm noticing. Yeah. I'm noticing and that that's I'm fine. I'm looking older. That's fine. And because you're getting older. Yeah. So you were like, I think I want to get Botox, but I don't think that it's going to go over well because men don't talk about that. And men don't get Botox because they just don't. And I'm like, you're right. They don't say, tell people. And so we we're talking about this and my friend owns the clinic and she was like you know what we have well pitch it pitch it it's called worthy it's called worthy and beautiful it's place incredible easy easy process but she said we have so many male clients that come in but they you would never know because they are they don't talk about it they don't tell their friends and it's just not like accepted in society because it's more of like people just look at it as more of a feminine thing or women to go be vain about like their whatever. And it's kind of sad because you're like it, Botox for one thing is preventative, right? Like it's, you're putting Botox into your muscle to stop the muscle essentially from contracting so that you're not continuing to make the faces that give you wrinkles. Okay. That's the basics of Botox. And so for you to do Botox at 40 is going to help you. Like you said, you're setting yourself up this year to when you're 80, you're going to be like healthier. And that's just another preventative measure. But I think it's just kind of sad that men don't feel like they can talk about it without being carved. Well, first of all, aging is a blessing. Yeah. I lost my best friend at the age of 26. I am acutely aware of the fact that not everyone gets to age. Mm -hmm. 
and it is a blessing to age. And if you are lucky enough to age, you get to choose how you age mm. to a certain degree outside of certain health concerns, mm-hmm. right? So if you are a healthy adult that gets to live into their 80s, you get to choose how gracefully you want to age. Right. Um, but I will say this. There are two things. Number one, you know, whether it's whether it's Botox or, or any sort of like cosmetic changes um, or right down to like, how many men do you think go for a massage? That's not like a, like a legit RMT massage. I hurt myself. I got to go for massage therapy. Mm -hmm. How many men go for massages? Like a relaxing massage just to be like, you know what? I deserve this. Men don't even wash their fucking faces. (laughs) I thought you were going to say balls. No, we do. We, (laughs) the only thing we wash is our pits, our chest and our balls. Mm -hmm. Legitimately. This is what we do. And then I put water on my face because the shower happens to hit me in the face. That's how my face gets wet. That's how my face gets clean. I assume it's clean. I don't know. But, and this is what I said yesterday. I come, I've come to realize that self-care is self-love. Mm-hmm. And the idea of being able to take care of yourself and to a certain degree pamper yourself. Why is it that it is 100% socially okay for women to do that? Mm-hmm. But when men do it, it's literally looked at as like, is everything okay? Yeah, I know. It's weird. And it's sad because I think that, I mean, even society, when, when a man ages, he, he builds like character. He looks distinguished when men get, when men get gray hairs, it's like, Ooh, that's a silver Fox. When a woman has gray hairs or like, oh, she's aging or like any celebrity. Wow. She's, you can really tell. Yeah. Because she's a fucking human being. Like she's allowed to age and it's just it's so, it's, it's so bizarre and it's so backward. So I just think it's awesome that you were like, fuck it, I'm going. And I hope that by us talking about this and like you saying, listen, I'm, I got Botox. I don't give a shit if you think it's stupid. I'm doing it. I'm hoping that it gives another male of the 23 that listen to us the courage maybe to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go too. Because realistically, like who cares? Well, truthfully, going to make fun of you. Fuck you. My face is going to look better than yours later, George. I don't. <laughs> Just saying. Sorry, George. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Yes. You stink. Um, okay. I stink too. Don't worry. Everyone actually stinks and it's normal to have body odor. Just in case you needed a reminder. Okay. Thank you for that. But the best part is you don't have to stink. <laughs> Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Stay fresh, everyone. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. 
Good Vibes Juice makes all-natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. Uh, truth be told, um, I was very nervous yesterday. For and the needles? No. Oh. No. In fact, when I got the needles, they're like, does this hurt? I'm like, seriously? They're it's like, just a little pinch. Yeah, they're like, okay, I just want to make sure this doesn't hurt. I'm like, I'm a man. I've been punched in the face. This doesn't hurt at all. But anyways, I was never worried about the needles, never concerned about the needles. They talked about the fact that, you know, you, you could potentially hit the wrong thing and then your face droops or whatever. It didn't even scary. That didn't bother me at all. For some reason I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> what, what I was concerned about and why I was nervous, this is going to sound so weird. It was just walking in the door. What do you mean? Walking in the door. My ego was like, do you really want to be in here? Do I want to be in here? Do mm-hmm. I want to open the door and be like, I'm here for my Botox session? Well, I'm glad that you changed it the narrative. It sounded so, it felt so foreign to me. It mm-hmm. felt so weird to me. And I don't know why, I don't think I, there's not a part of me that thought that I'd be judged. And well, yet yeah. I, and yet I felt like I'd be judged yeah. for doing it. It was really weird. And uh, I'm glad I did it. I, I'm super glad I did it. And not only am I glad I did it, I started talking to Allison afterwards about it. And I had said this to you before. As a 39-year-old man, two weeks or two months removed, or not removed, two months from being 40, I have started to, I've been blessed to have the hair that I have. I've got a full set of hair. I like my hair. It grows quickly. I'm blessed. I know that there are a lot of men in their 40s that don't. However, I will say, unbeknownst to most people, I have noticed that my hair is starting to thin. Mm -hmm. And the reason I notice this is because when I get out of the shower and my hair is wet, I can see that it's thinning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like It's pretty clear for me that it's thinning to a point where I now have to dry my hair, fully dry my hair before I put my product in. Otherwise, the wet hair separates and you can see the thinning. And so I started having conversations with Allison about this. And she's like, well, there's a lot of therapy that you can do for, for natural hair growth. Um, and you're a perfect candidate for it because you haven't lost your hair. Mm-hmm. And so I started talking to her about it. And then obviously uh, nurse Michelle started talking about it. And now here I am looking at it and saying, well, I don't want to lose my hair. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I want thicker hair. And now's the time to do it for me, because I am not at the stage where I have wrinkles. I'm not at the stage where I have lost my hair. This is more preventative mm-hmm. or like getting a 50 year roof on your, on your house, as opposed to changing your shingles every 15 years. Why not just do it? Yeah. Now we don't have that, but when it comes to my face, why wouldn't I do these things? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Age the way I want to age. This is kind of a good segue to, uh, 
I just watched this video on um, TikTok or Instagram and for, I don't, I don't know who the podcast hosts were, but I, once I find it, you're going to be like, oh my God, like everyone knows them. Anyways, it was basically about holding space for people, specifically males. So there's these two dudes. Um, one of them is super famous and I'm forgetting his name and he's interviewing another guy. And the other guy is in the middle of talking about childhood trauma. He was abused by his father. And in the middle of him speaking, he like chokes up and like is about to start crying and kind of gets emotional. This was Strickland, the UFC fighter champion. Yes, Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. Did you see this? And so he it's talking about holding space. So Theo Vaughn is the interviewer, right? So Theo Vaughn is just like, you know, like, um, let me give you a minute. Like he's talking about holding space for his friend. Like, you know what? I'll just sit here with you. I'll, I'll sit in this. And it was so beautiful because it was like, it's so beyond the narrative of like, don't cry, man. Or like, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Like it's okay if you cry and it's, we're not in the society anymore. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that we're moving this way that we are bashing or putting down men for being emotional, right? Like holding space for your friend who's clearly, who's clearly going through something very traumatic and just sitting in it. Cause it's really uncomfortable. Like I, when somebody is crying, I want to, the first thing I want to be like is don't cry, but not in like a, don't cry. You're being a little bitch. I want to be like, like, I don't want this person to feel the pain. And so it's a, it's something that you have to physically tell yourself, like, you know what, just let this person be in their grief and just sit there with them. And it was just really nice to see two men, especially somebody who has a clearly a very big platform hold space for that. Well, for Theo Vaughn, he's a comedian and he's like, like he's like the one of the best of the best but he's also like on the other like he is he goes to the extreme on shit for sure so for him to recognize the moment that was occurring and for him to hold space was unbelievable Mm -hmm. unfortunately what you don't know because you just saw this the feedback that is coming from the ufc community yeah from the fighters that are in the ufc community yeah they are bashing him and yeah. calling him a bitch. Sorry, sorry. Bashing. Who's the UFC? Strickland. He's for a, being emotional? He's a champion. They're oh, li- my God. Are they're, you fucking there's serious? There's one guy who obviously wants to fight him. He's bringing this up because it's a pre-fight. You want to build money. Like, that's just part of the game is to talk shit. But there's one guy who's literally come out and said, I'm uh, let me let me beat the trauma out of him. Like he wants to cry. I'll beat. I'll I'll, I'll find that some is reason the weakest for him. shit I have ever heard. The amount of guys that are coming at him for being emotional. Like he, he wasn't just emotional talking about the trauma that happened to him as a kid. He talked about like being suicidal when it comes to it. Right. That's how deep this guy went. Mm-hmm. He even came out before it happened and said, I just got interviewed by Theo Vaughn. There was a moment in the interview that I got really choked up. I hope he doesn't show it. He said that? Pardon? It was supposed to be deleted. It was supposed to be deleted. Wow. He came out and said, I hope it gets deleted. And it, and I don't know if it was intentionally not deleted or if they came and said, hey, this is a moment for us to lean into it. And they collectively you know, agreed to put the it out there. People who are like bashing them, I'm sure. And I hope that there's like tenfold people who are. Actually, you know what? I am sure that most people are going to come to that defense because, well, these good people coming in and really applauding his emotional vulnerability is like I'm hoping is tenfold to the 
fucking losers who are bashing him for being vulnerable. Like those people are so weak. It sucks. I can't like people. Okay. So then this is another segue with people's thoughts on speakerphone. Like keep that shit in your, in your head. Like, and you were just talking about this cause you saw my stories, but, um, sometimes because we are in a, on a public platform, I'm constantly on stories every day. People have this like weird, like, um, they think that it's justified to tell me these things because they think that they know me, which I can understand. Like, you know what? I'm talking to you every day. That's fine. And I love that connection. I do love that connection that I, I have with a community. But when somebody takes it so far that it's like, I know her, so I can say this to her. Um, and it's like really rude. It just completely throws me. So I had talked about this, but somebody told me that they didn't like the sound of my voice and they really like our podcast, but they're, I get it. they're really struggling. They're really struggling with uh, listening because my voice is like triggering for them. And I'm like, listen, I I can't stand the sound of my own voice. Like, I think that's a I think that's something that everyone, a lot of people that I know say like, oh, man, I I can't stand listening to myself or maybe that's just me. I'm tone deaf. So I I think I sound exactly how I sound. Anyways, I don't like the sound (laughs) of my own voice, but I'm allowed to say that like you aren't. And what what's the purpose? Like, what's your point? Would you so what would you like? to accomplish by telling me that I'm so sorry. I'll make sure that I auto tune myself so that you can listen. Like, what is the point of that comment? And I I just, I'm baffled. Like people are, people just feel like they have the, the right or like the audacity to tell a complete stranger these things. Like how, how does that serve you? How does that serve me? Like, are people okay? Well, uh, a few things we have reached a point in society where there is no repercussions for, uh, for comments. Right. Right. Um, and because we've created a society where you can say what you want, when you want, whenever you want to do it, and no one's going to punch you in the fucking mouth, mm-hmm. you say things that you would never have said and probably would never say in front of someone face to face. But the other side of it is because we do it so frequently, you say, well, what's the intention? Mm hmm. People don't realize that, you know, what you say and how you say it is so powerful and or not. Mm -hmm. People don't actually talk with intentionality. Mm -hmm. They don't. They just talk. And so I don't think we should look at it really deeply and be like, what's your intention behind that? Because I guarantee you there isn't one. People just talk. They just say shit. But like that. It's like, oh, piece of candy. Shouldn't be acceptable. No, it's not acceptable, yeah. but it's accepted. Have I talked about, have we talked about this um, on the podcast before? I think I might've mentioned it where that one um, creator who was being bullied um, and like people were just ripping her a new one and she hired a um, digital in- investigator. We have not, but we had Sarah on here, the bird's papaya. Mm-hmm. And she talked, if you haven't listened to that episode it's really and good. you want to know what it's like to be in the public eye to like the level that she is it's it it was hard to be on that podcast with her because of how raw she was and real she was i remember leaving that podcast being like man she deals with so much holy jesus and then you know uh we always talk about this the tv show the morning show Mm -hmm. with jennifer aniston and and reese witherspoon Mm -hmm. reese with spoon what's that joke how did reese die Mm -hmm. Uh, with a spoon anyways um 
those that that show for me was was an eye opener. I, it's gone a little bit way too left for me. Uh, the new season went way too left for me, which is fine. Um, but what people deal with in the public eye behind closed doors, that TV show really shone a light on for mm-hmm. me. Um, and like I remember uh, we were talking about the other day. Now, I'm not like a huge like raw raw Ellen fan or but I'm not an anti Ellen fan. We were watching um, Finding Nemo mm-hmm. and the first opening scene where Dory comes in, I, I thought, man, they did such a beautiful job of like telling a story. Well, why does she not mm-hmm. remember this, this guy chasing her when she was like, come follow me with the boat. And I remember saying to you, I'm like, Ellen was untouchable at that point in time of her career. Like she, Ellen could do absolutely nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And where's Ellen now? I know. Ellen wants nothing to do with the public because. Cancel culture is so fucking wild. Like. So the whole drama about um, the Golden Globes. There's Golden drama Globes? about the Golden Globes. Yeah, with Joe Coy, the 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 host or whatever. I I had never heard of this guy. He's a comedian, which is fine. That's not like I've oh, never heard of him or whatever. Tell me about the trauma. Oh, what a the beautiful drama. photo you have on your phone. I know. Oh, I'm, I'm glad I made partner. it. Um, there's there's two things. He made some joke about Taylor. I don't know the hair's joke, but I'm I'm referring to. Um, he makes a joke comparing comparing Oppenheimer the movie to the Barbie movie it didn't land okay Taylor Swift wasn't in that movie no there's another there's another drama that has to do with him making fun of Taylor Swift's hair or something I don't know what it is that's not what I'm about to tell you the other drama is he comes in and he's like you know Oppenheimer is based on like a Pulitzer Prize book blah 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 because it doesn't win the Barbie movie wins and then he's like and then the Barbie movie is about a plastic doll with boobs and it's basically to like poke fun at like this is the movie that's getting credit. And it's honestly, it's laughable because the whole movie, if you watched Barbie, it's not about the plastic doll. It's basically has underlying tones of like women are being oppressed for like what they want to do. And men are like jumping in and being like, I'm better. Like that's at the basis of the Barbie movie. And it's basically saying like women can do anything that they want to be. That's the basis of Barbie. You know, like there's astronaut Barbie, there's Dr. Barbie, like that is Barbie, right? So he comes in and he's literally making the sexist joke that the movie it's I I don't know who on his team was like, yes, this is going to land because it is exactly what the Barbie movie is making fun of what men do. And he says that and I'm and it's like it's honestly it's kind of embarrassing. Maybe that's the joke. No, it's not. Literally, you can tell that there was a laugh track that was added onto after he said it it was crickets it was really uncomfortable because take they, my wife's name they cut out your fucking yeah, mouth yeah. <laughs> they cut they cut to like ryan gosling and uh the director um i forget her name of the barbie movie and it's just like stoic like it's so uncomfortable um but it was it was really and a part of me felt bad because he's a comedian comedians can kind of teeter on this line of like was that a good joke or was especially that especially the golden globes the golden globes are literally designed for you that. would think like, it was so Rick, uncomfortable Ricky gervais is like i know it was uncomfortable. The epitome of offside jokes that are told there. He sits there and drinks a beer. It was. In the middle of it. It, it was honestly. He's a perfect host for that, by It the was way. just a little tone deaf. It was a little, um, it was a little embarrassing because he was really feeding into what the Barbie movie was making fun of without meaning to. So is he getting canceled? What, uh, People are trying to cancel him. Yeah. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes. The old allergy congested accent. 
Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks? What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. And remember, only use as directed. Yeah, people are fucking ripping him apart. But then there's a whole other side that are like, he's a comedian. Like some, I haven't, first of all, I haven't seen anything else that he's ever done. So he might be like funny as shit. I don't know. Um, And it should be noted that this doesn't justify what he was saying, but he was asked to host 10 days prior. So he didn't really have a ton of time to like come up with material um, but not, like, not to mention there's a pre-show where they go through the entire thing beforehand. So every producer of that TV show had the opportunity to pull back his, at the end of the day, no press He's <laughs> teleprompted. Bad, Everything's teleprompted. Bad press is still good press. People are talking about him. So people are talking about both movies. So I didn't know this drama existed just uh-huh. to be very clear. I'm hearing this for the first time, but on my way to the gym yesterday, they were talking about it and I missed the beginning. So I didn't yeah. know what they were talking about. And the one person said, you know, comedians, it's becoming harder and harder, which now makes sense. The 10 days, mm-hmm. nobody wants to host these things anymore. I get it. Because they're afraid, no one of, getting, wants to be slapped. They're afraid of getting slapped. Nobody wants to host these things because they are held. They are held to this like, you know what? Someone said this. I sent this to my sister the other day and this was a comedian and he was so perfect. He was talking about how, you know, we want to live in this democratic society where you can say what you want, do what you want and be who you want. And we also want to be offended by everything. Mm-hmm. So how do you live in a world, a democratic world where you can say anything, be anything, do anything, but you're offended. And his point was so perfect. He said, being offended is subjective. Mm-hmm. What offends me may not offend you, which of may course. not offend them, which may not offend them. And we live in this world where it's deemed offensive by society. Mm-hmm. Oh, society says that's offensive. Or, you know, you say it's offensive. What, who is the gauge of what is offensive and what is not offensive? And when it comes to comedy, can it not just be a joke? I know. Russell Peters has come out and Russell Peters is a brilliant uh, comedian. And our generation didn't grow up on Russell Peters, but there was a significant part of our lives. We all, Russell, somebody going to get hurt real bad. We all know it. Everyone loves it. Russell Peters says, I will not do a show at a university anymore. Mm-hmm. I cannot do shows at university. They have robbed me of my creativity. Yeah. They have robbed me of my ability to tell jokes. And it's his experience too, because people are all like, oh, like you're being super racist. You're being whatever, but it's his experience. Just like 
like he can say what he wants to say if it's his experience. Can he not? See, here's the thing. We went, uh, you and I went to a comedy show uh, on a cruise ship and it was funny. Mm-hmm. We then went on another cruise ship. The same comic was there and he said the same jokes and it wasn't as funny. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, that's how it works. Because eh? you see it for the first time. You think, man, that's so hilarious. And then all, to do. all of a sudden you see the same joke and then he does the, the interaction with the audience and the exact same interaction with the audience. So it was very disappointing. But he made, he made some jokes and, and he went, he was an Asian, uh, an Asian individual and he went at every single race and he said I can go after every single race because I'm Asian and it was funny and everyone laughed and literally there was everybody in the audience from all different parts of the world and he kind of pointed out everybody and then he got to the Caucasian males and he made this joke and everybody laughed Mm -hmm. everybody in the audience laughed myself included why because it was fucking funny Mm -hmm. But I wasn't offended by it Mm -hmm. because it was funny. Where maybe somebody else was. You just, you're right. It's very subjective. Okay. Before we, before we move on. It was funny because it was true. I want to go somewhere else really quickly. Talk about us filing taxes properly. (laughs) I was like, yeah, you're right. I do that. Before, this has nothing to do with um, comedy or anything, but I watched, there's this girl, Nikki, I follow. She's great. And she stitched a video of this mom who um, is basically talking about her daughter had a fake Stanley, like the water bottle Stanley. She had a um, fake Stanley and she brought it to school and she was being made fun of because she didn't have like a real Stanley. So Nikki is, she's hilarious. She has like two Barbies and she's basically like acting out how you should deal with these situations. And she's right. And we've talked about this because her whole thing is like, don't raise a fucking asshole, which we talk about all the time. Um, And so she's like, if you ever are encountering this and you want to tell your kid, like, you know, if someone's being an asshole to you, if you're being, if you're being bullied, don't say like, just ignore it. Kids are literally incapable of ignoring somebody else. Like they just, they cannot regulate that emotion. They can't ignore them. And so she, her whole thing is somebody confronts you, makes fun of you. You say, what's your point? And it kind of throws them off because the kids don't know what their point is. Like, Going back to what you said, they're just speaking. They think they're cool or whatever. And so then I went down like a rabbit hole of all these other ones. Um, And we've said this too. We teach our kids to not ignore it, but really like confront their bully. Like, are you always say this? Like, I think it was you, but like, are you being, are you being hurtful or helpful? I've never said that that before. I thought that was you. But I'd love to say it. I'd love to take credit for it, but I'd be lying. I never said that. It's along the same lines of what's your point? Are you trying to be hurtful? Are you trying to be helpful? And the kid's going to be like, if there's two options, if you're saying, well, I'm trying to be hurtful, then you're going to be like, okay, like say neutral. You don't have to ignore it, but just literally just say, stay so neutral. Look at them like you are bored. Because this other psychologist was saying the kids won't know what to do with that because you're not giving them the reaction that they're wanting. And if you're trying to be helpful, then they can be like, well, no, like I just I was just saying this because I thought this. And you're like, oh, OK, just wanted to make sure because I didn't want to think that you were being mean to me, but you're actually just trying to be helpful. And it might even just trigger them to be like, oh, fuck, like, am I trying to be an asshole? And so what we have talked about is we are very and this might get us in trouble, but it is what it is three strike type of thing. First, if somebody's coming at you and they're physical with you, okay? You first verbally like don't touch me, this is my boundary, like get get away from me, okay? It's it's fine. It happens again. You go tell the teacher, okay? Hey, so and so put their hands on me, whatever. Fine. Third option, it happens again and an adult is not 
coming to your defense, you you can fucking defend yourself like physically. That is something that you and I have both have had this conversation multiple times. So like talk, tell, tackle, fucking punch him in the mouth, (laughs) talk, tell, tackle. Right. Right. I have absolutely if, if we get a call from the principal that either of our kids tackled somebody or was physical with somebody and it, they did those other two things first prior, I'll be like, and like, what else would you like me to do? And so I think that when it comes to bullying, you have to give your kid these tools to basically check their T's and dot their I's for paper, like on paper, because the school needs to be like, well, did you do this? And did you do this? Also in society, when you go to a judge, where, what were we talking about? Because they're not going to be able to do anything like um, they're going to get like a slap on the wrists if you didn't do this or whatever. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So here, <clears throat> here's the situation. So uh, um, someone that we know uh, close, oh, right, right, someone right. that we know closely, uh, their son was being bullied by a larger, older child. Mm-hmm. And after constantly bullying, did the same thing that you're talking about. Like, what's your, what's your deal, bruh? Mm-hmm. I'm not your bro, bruh. Like, fuck off kind of thing. And the bullying continued and then got physical. Mm-hmm. And this kid. With, and a, I'm, with a weapon. And, no, hold on. This kid, and I mean kid, defended himself against a much older child. Now, when a child defends himself against a much older child, they don't really stand a chance. Mm-hmm. But to his credit, he did push back, fight back. Then this older child pulled out and I, I, this is on video, mm-hmm. pulls out a knife mm-hmm. to a little kid. Hold on. The age difference is grade nine to grade four. Grade nine to grade four. That's a significant difference. It's like a, a pre-man versus a boy. Anyways, pulls out a knife. The cops are called. The cops are involved. Video is av- available. The evidence is there. And here's what the police said to this individual that we know, the parents that we know. Here's the thing. We can arrest them. You can file charges, but we're going to go to the crown, which is like the court system, the judge. Uh, and the judge is going to say to us, have you done this intervention? This, 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 and this. Have you suggested four, four step process? They're going to say no. And the judge is going to say next, next. And so they said, we're not going to do anything about this. And my, my problem with this is, well, if there's four steps, how about you do step number one now? Mm-hmm. right like you're just going to avoid this why don't you just start with step number one so that when when this kid does so stab somebody record of it when this kid stabs somebody and they say have you done this this this, and this the answer is like yes this is a multiple repeat offender right here's what's happened this is when it happened this is when this happened this is when this happened step but step, it's step, sad step, step. that they were discouraging the parents not to do anything by saying just you know it's not going to do shit well if you have not going to do shit like multiple reports of not doing shit like you said it's going to be this isn't a first time incident so maybe when it gets to the judge and it gets to the crown at the fifth time the judge is going to be like oh i see that there's been multiple reports maybe i will take this seriously like it was just kind of like icky to hear i think the big thing is is as parents you got to prepare your child you got to prepare your child not to be an asshole and you got to prepare your child to deal with assholes right those are two different scenarios. Those are two different situations. Going back to the Stanley thing or the fake Stanley thing, <clears throat> this bothers me because I'll tell you as someone, and I never got bullied. I never got bullied. I was very fortunate. Bullying is not something that happened to me and it's not something that I did. I I don't know if I lived in a vacuum or I lived in this just like bubble, but it just never happened around me and it never happened to me. Very blessed. But I will say one Christmas, one Christmas, my mom bought, either myself or my sister or my dad or somebody, a Ralph Lauren shirt. And the R came off in a way that 
it made it a Nelf Loren shirt <laughs> because it wasn't a Ralph Loren shirt. It was a knockoff shirt that my mom oh, purchased. Okay. And that same year I got, cause everybody at this point in time in my life, it would have been like grade seven or grade eight. Everyone was wearing Tommy. They taught me he'll figure everything right. But Tommy was really expensive when it mm. first came out. My parents couldn't afford it. And so my mom got me this shirt, my sweater. It was a, my favorite sweater. It looked like Tommy Hilfiger outfit. It Everybody thought it was a Tommy Hilfiger outfit, but I knew it was not a Tommy Hilfiger outfit. And I never, like gym class, I took it off and I was very careful when I took it off that I didn't leave the label open or whatever. So the idea that someone gets made fun of for mm-hmm. a knockoff cup. I know, but it's a fucking cup. But you have to teach it, your kids how to respond because usually a kid's going to like curl in on themselves and be like, well, and then they feel bad about themselves. No, teach them to I be love, like, what's your point? I didn't say that. I didn't you say that, but I did have, ball. I did have a mentor that said to me one time, when someone says something that's offensive to you, look at them as if they were like, it's not was coming down their face or like they had a huge gigantic booger on their nose. Look at them in a confusing manner. Because to your point, it confuses them as to why you're looking at them that way. Asking a question like, are you saying that to help me or are you saying that to hurt me? It's it's a powerful statement. And I will say this as as someone who grew up as a man and we do fight, my response, and so I know I didn't say this to you, but I do live this. My response is always this when someone wants to fight or whatever. It's like, okay, there's two scenarios that are going to happen here. You're either going to kick the shit out of me. And you're supposed to, and everyone's going to think you're an asshole because you're fighting a guy that you probably shouldn't fight, or I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. And if I beat the fuck out of you and you're the one that wanted to start this fight, you're going to look really bad in front of all your friends. So let's, we just decide not to do this. And it always works. Hmm. When you say that to someone, they never really want to fight you. When was the last time you ever said that to somebody? Oh, it would have been about 26, 27. (laughs) What? Yeah. Okay. There's two scenarios here. You're going to kick the shit out of me and you should. And you're going to look like an asshole for doing so, or I'm going to beat the fuck into you and it's going to look really bad on you. So how about we just like settle our differences? Gonna, I think that if I was a dude, I'd be like, bring it on, bitch. If somebody told me that I was going to look like an asshole for trying, like, if you're going to look like an asshole, no, all of his friends were probably like, yeah, kick the shit out of him. They're not going to be like, wow, our friend just kicked the shit out of that guy. What yeah, an but, asshole. Yeah, but or if you, like, here's, blah, well, blah, blah. I'll tell you, as someone who's had the conversation multiple times in my life and it's always ended in not fighting, I don't know. it really makes that person think, well, you're right. I'm the one that wants to engage in this fight. So in theory, if I'm the one that wants to engage in this fight, I should be the dominant one in this fight. And if I beat the shit out of you and you didn't want to fight, I do look like an asshole. And you're right. If you beat the shit out of me, this is going to make me look really bad and I'm never going to let this down. It gets you out of everything. It's the same thing that you're saying. Is it, you want to fight me? Is this hurtful or is this helpful? <laughs> hold on, hold on, yeah. sir. Before we get into it, yeah. are you being hurtful or are you being helpful? Yes. Cheers. All right. Well, peace out, A Town. I did want to talk about something, but we'll we're out of time. It. About, save about it. the emasculation of men. Okay. Okay. We'll Until next time. Bye. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. 
Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psychobabble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey!